Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Brons. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events around the Endless Mountains. Well, as the winter starts to fade and we go through the typical freeze and thaw cycles like we do every year, uh, we tend to see certain animals more and more as we get closer to spring. So one animal that's sure to show up more often, I think, as the days get longer, would be the raccoon. And while I think some have a love-hate relationship with this mischievous animal, we wanted to provide you with a closer look into the life of the raccoon. So what do we got today? So raccoons are a woods mammal. Um, They're medium-sized. They usually range in length from about 28 to 38 inches. They can weigh anywhere from 10 to 30 pounds. And they have a long, soft, grizzled black-brown fur with a bushy tail that's marked with alternating rings of light and dark fur. And then they have this black mask across their cheeks and eyes, and it kind of gives them that masked bandit look. Yeah. Um, as I was doing the reading for this particular uh, show, it did say that, you know, just like uh, sports figures as football or baseball, you know, they think that that's to block out some of the glare, so... Um, Good idea for sports, good idea for animals. (laughs) So raccoons range from northern Canada and most of the United States southward into South America, and they're found all throughout Pennsylvania, um, often near water sources, but they can also be found on ridges and in suburban and even urban areas. They're omnivorous, which means they eat both plants and meat, and they also have an excellent sense of smell, sight, and hearing. Another really cool thing about them is they possess this acute sense of touch in their forefeet, so this enables them to catch fish and other quick prey. So it's a common myth that raccoons will use their feet to wash all their food before eating it because they do not have salivary glands. But but they actually do have well-developed salivary glands, just in case you were wondering. It turns out this behavior actually has nothing to do with washing or softening food. So research has actually shown that this behavior actually only occurs in raccoons that were raised in captivity, something I didn't know. In the wild, raccoons, they'll use their paws to dabble or feel along stream bottoms for the prey. Um, Their paws actually contain highly developed nerves, and the water actually helps them to make them more sensitive. So that makes sense. Scientists believe that food washing behavior in captive raccoons is actually just kind of a substitute for dabbling behavior that's seen in the wild. Yes, I didn't know that before today either. I had always kind of thought that they washed their food off. Some actually probably do. Alright, so also raccoons are strong climbers and they're nocturnal. They spend most of their daylight hours in trees and they'll actually lay flat on horizontal limbs in squirrel leaf nests even and crotches of trees. At night, they come down from the tree and they'll search for the food. And most raccoons, they tend to have one central home den, as well as many others scattered throughout the home range. And the home range is about a mile in diameter, but that really can depend on food availability. They're relatively slow runners, but when it comes to a fight, they're very fierce. And humans and dogs are the main predator of raccoons. But owls, fox, fishers, and bobcats may also prey on the young. So although raccoons do den up in the winter, they're not true hibernators. So they'll actually eat enough throughout the summer and fall to build up a heavy layer of fat, and this gets them through the winter. 
and then they'll den and sleep when temperatures fall below 25 degrees Fahrenheit, but then they'll emerge again during warm spells. So let's talk about reproduction. Um, their breeding season tends to take place in January and February, so kind of towards the end of it right now. Following a two-month gestation period, young are born in March and April, so coming right up. Typical litter size is three to five young, and by the time they reach three to four months old, they're old enough to be on their own. The mother and the young offspring, they'll typically stay together throughout the first winter, uh, but come spring, the juveniles, they're ready to go out on their own, and they'll head out roughly about two miles away from where they were born. Um, captive raccoons, they can live up to 18 years, uh, but in the wild, unfortunately, their life expectancy is a lot smaller. Um, so they think about 10 years or so. So I know we mentioned habitat before, but I'm going to go back to that for just a minute. And so raccoons really prefer forested areas, um, areas that have a lot of densite possibilities for them. They favor hardwood over coniferous forest because hardwoods provide more food in the form of nuts and fruits. They also prefer swamps and fertile bottomlands for good habitat. So they like to be near water courses. Um, it gives them good hunting opportunities for fish and other aquatic life. And although raccoon populations have experienced minor setbacks, Pennsylvania's population is pretty stable. Um, local populations may fluctuate because of weather, food scarcities, development, um, hunting and trapping pressures, or outbreaks of diseases like rabies and distemper, or habitat changes. But overall, the population here in Pennsylvania is pretty good. All right, well, what's a show without facts? This time we have facts about raccoons. So the first fact, one that I didn't know, is that once upon a time, a raccoon lived in the White House. Um, as it turns out, during President Calvin Coolidge's presidency, he adopted a raccoon named Rebecca, and it actually became part of the family. It received an engraved collar for Christmas. Um, it took part in the annual Easter egg roll. And if you visited the White House back when he was president, um, you might have seen Rebecca walking around with him outside on the grounds. So believe it or not, there's actually a capital of raccoons, and it's Toronto. So they say that 50 times more raccoons live in Toronto than in the surrounding countryside. Um, so how about raccoon sounds? Uh, raccoons communicate with each other using roughly 200 different sounds and 12 to 15 different calls. Um, raccoons can carry several bacterial diseases and parasites that can be transmitted to humans and pets through a bite or the ingestion of raccoon waste. And these are leptospirosis, salmonella, roundworm, and rabies. But if you happen to be in the woods and you see a group of raccoons, you know what they're called? I don't. It's a nursery. Aww. Yeah. Raccoons are actually smarter than dogs. So in recent years, scientists have learned that raccoons are actually very smart. And they rank just below monkeys, who rank just below humans on the mammal IQ scale. So they're able to remember specific and complicated tasks for years. So I actually have a story from a few years ago. We had a group of raccoons that used to hang out in our yard all the time. I think they had a den site nearby. There were three of them, and 
one time the creek was flooding, so water was super high, and they were down by the creek, and one of the raccoons fell in, and he actually went clear down through the culvert pipe, and he grabbed on on the other side, and the other two raccoons ran over and like put their hands out and pulled him out of the water. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really neat. All right. Um, we do have a couple of events to mention. The first one's at Lackawanna State Park. It is called the Owl Prowl. Uh, so Friday, February 25th, and Saturday, February 26th, you'll meet at the campground contact station. That'll be at 7 p.m., and you'll be listening for various owls that call the park home. Uh, you'll be walking roughly two miles along campground road with the hopes of hearing a hoot or two. So you got to be really quiet. You got to stand still. Um, be sure to dress for the weather. Wear proper footwear and bring a flashlight. Um, they mentioned for this one in particular, registration is not required. But you can find out the same information on their Facebook page. The next one is a spring woods walk. So the Susquehanna County Forest Landowners Association will be holding their spring woods walk on March 12th at the Doug Wood property near Stevens Point. And they'll be looking at a plot of land that was recently timbered and discussing questions related to timber harvest and timber regeneration. So the tour will begin at 10 a.m. at SR 1057 Bethel Hill Road. A hot lunch will be provided by 4-H after the walk. And if you'd like more information, they ask that you please contact Jim Kessler at 570-879-4604. I guess that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org. And you can find a Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions, or you can make comments about the show. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors.